0: Friends, welcome to episode 82 of Storyteller Conclave. This is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop role playing game that you can. Whether you're a new storyteller or Dungeon Master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller looking to take your game to the next level, I am Sarah. And I'm Rob. How we doing, Rob?
1: (laughs) I don't know.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of, like, cursing and emergency emergency button pressing from me over here. (laughs) Uh, No, I I had the show sheet pulled up, and, like, right as you were about to cue me in from the music, uh, my show sheet just went completely blank. Yes. And uh, so I had to, I don't like, go out and come back into it and stuff like that so i was panicking a little bit there i apologize for that folks uh but uh we are here we are together we are here for our weekly online therapy session
1: <laughs> so true uh, so true
0: and uh with a, with a bit of a thanksgiving show it's uh, yeah tomorrow's thanksgiving here in the united states uh if you're not uh, from the united states this is a holiday that uh, we celebrate here in the u.s um that we give uh Thanks for the various good things in our life.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, we'll, and we'll get more into this because we're going to be talking about festivals and uh, holidays in games mm-hmm. of how they can change over time and what that means yeah, to the people yeah. that you interact with. Because it has. Thanksgiving's changed quite a bit.
0: It has. It has. Um, I think, you know, as, as we've become more socially conscious as a uh, 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 of a society and such like that, I think it's a little less focused on... Um, uh, n- n- new settlers doing horrible things to artificial people. heritage. Yeah, artificial heritage. I think is yeah. the greatest way of putting that. yes. you know,
1: whoever wrote the history books are the ones who are talking about that point of heritage. Yes, but uh, but it's what it's also done just in societal norms. Like, what does it mean to have Thanksgiving in a you know, uh, atomic family, mm-hmm. you know, what's that concept? What does it look like? What did it look like in the fifties versus now? Right, right. You know, and all that has changed. I mean, in our country, it's really not that old.
0: No, it's really not. So it's in the, the grand scheme the of things,
1: you can kind of imagine how much that would change. So we'll, we'll get into that. But I, yeah. I, I would like to start off with our, our own like, thanks. Okay. That, yeah, that that's a, we're giving. That's a great so, place to start. Yeah. um, I, I don't mind starting if you don't, you know, just cause you know, You I'm the one who brought it up, and if you can think about things while you're doing it, Um, I am thankful that this is our weekly therapy session. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we call it a show, but in a lot of ways, it's a therapy session. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I'm thankful for you. You've got me going through some of the weirder stuff on this, and reminded me that I I do know what I'm doing on occasion. (laughs) And, uh... That we have, you know, our digital guests, our friends who join us on live chat and uh, through the Discord and friends who message us sometimes because they'd rather instant message us than talk on the Discord and Mm -hmm. send us little kibbutz and things. And I love all of that because... It makes Wednesdays worthwhile every week, and right now during this pandemic, it's been really hard. Yeah, yeah, it really So, do you want to give one, and then we'll go back?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I, I also, uh, I'm very thankful for uh, this show and for you. Um, I think mainly, uh, I, I, I tend to drift a lot. Yeah, and uh, so having this weekly show is kind of a weekly reminder of, uh, you know, what, what I, what I do enjoy in life. Um, uh, having, you know, obviously our therapy session, you know, yes. to, to have someone to, to kind of talk to. And, um, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've talked a bit about, uh, you know, my own struggle with depression and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so it's helped me just get out of the house and have some face time. And that's actually very valuable for yeah. someone with uh, who struggles with depression. To and,
1: and I'm thankful that we haven't been sick, that yeah. we've been able to do this. We've been able to keep things going to make it feel normal for people. I've gotten that response from some of our listeners that they're happy that we've had this kind of heartbeat out here, mm-hmm. that our voices sound normal. When we were sick, we separated. We still did a show yep. Um. Yep. over discord so we could have it. But, you know, for the most part, we both work at home. We have very tight circles that we keep, so we've been able to keep this going. Um, and, you know, thanks to uh, the the rules that we have in our state about communications, it allows us to keep this show going, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we're, we're very careful about everything we get. Um, and it's been really nice that we have our listeners supporting us in that sense, both from the Patreon level as well as just our discord listeners who, who join us and share with us their ideas and the stories that they have. Um, our, you know, we say it every time our friends and family who help us through this and who support us and, and (laughs) like the show, Mm -hmm, which is mm -hmm. always interesting. My mother listens, which is interesting. I didn't know this. Oh, really? She she catches the show on occasion. So, yeah. So I'm, I'm very happy about that. Um, and uh, I, I think the other thing that really I think to be thankful for, especially this year, is all of the wonderful tools that are out there. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk about it in the show. We're really going to give them mad props. But I have to say, like, every time we find something, it's someone's passion that they have put out there to help people be able to stay connected. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Discord or Foundry or the tabletop simulator, all of these things have helped remove those barriers and allowed us. To play our games, yeah, and be yeah. close, and have that social interaction that feels somewhat normal, like a, a flavor of normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like astronauts in space; like they see the Earth, but they're not connected to it. But sometimes they have something with them—a guitar, a toy, something that they brought up, that one little bit of weight they could carry that reminds them and reconnects them and allows them to reconnect with everyone else.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know, I, I, I want to uh you know also give my shout out to the the creators of all these great technologies oh God, yeah. and such like that um for putting in all that blood sweat and tears a lot of um the resources out there where people are doing this for really nothing more than you know some uh, some patreon money or uh even just giving it out for free
1: yeah
0: uh to the to the community um Uh, there's a lot of just free resources out there between maps and all the people who, uh, you know, we've gotten into uh, using foundry VTT for our games and all the people who make those modules. Oh God. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a few of them who have Patreons, but then a few of them are just like, you know, yeah, I just, I just cook this up. It's just some code. Yeah. You know, just use it for free.
1: Yeah. Like I got the, I had the time and this was sounded like something neat to do. So I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. And then they're really listening to the communities that are behind them on their own discords and, and Patreon channels to get, better at what it is that people want
2: yeah and That's they're horrible. and
0: so their their blood sweat and tears is uh facilitating our gaming and our togetherness and uh facilitating us so I can you know obviously in, in, in a roundabout way continuing to do this podcast for you guys so yeah. um it gives us continues to us us gaming yes. gives us something else to talk about keeps us sharp so we can mm-hmm. share that with you
2: yeah
1: and we'll do we'll keep it up as best we can for the next year
0: um, I did have a, uh, a listener reach out to me, uh, very recently too, um, who, uh, wanted to actually thank me oh. for, uh, being as open as I was about my struggles with depression.
2: No, it's been and, really um, cool.
0: said that this, this listener said that, uh, this had really helped them mm-hmm. through some of their tough times knowing that it just, at very least, they weren't alone. Yeah. And that, you know, hearing someone talk openly about their, their own struggles helped them identify some of their own.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, uh... You know, I, I want to say I'm, I'm thankful for the togetherness that we can all share. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I was able to help this person.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, you know, just as, as always, like I said to you in person, uh, I, I hope that uh, hope you're doing good. Yeah. You know?
1: And if you're and we know good is a relative term. Yeah. Like good is today. And if, if good is every Wednesday, that is fantastic. Exactly. And we are glad to be part of that journey and helpful.
0: Some, some days good is I'm feeling fine. Some days good is I managed to take a shower yep and you know take your take your victories yep take your victories where they are because you're fighting a war yep you're absolutely fighting a war and you're as long as you're doing something you're strong you're good
1: yep so we have festivals and games and celebrations and and holidays
0: such a cool topic
1: it really is. Like, we, we kind of thought we were going to just be able to breeze through this, and then we started writing about it, and we uh, realized we had a lot more to talk about.
0: Yeah, well, because, uh, you know, I think... Which we always do, I guess. It's, it's one of those things you kind of take for granted. Um, but, you know, in, in, in our world, you know, mm-hmm. in the real world, a lot of our, um, a lot of our, our, our uh, culture... And, and such like that is based around a lot around different holidays and stuff like that, whether they be religious holidays, cultural holidays, Mm -hmm. you know, national holidays, things like that. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of come together and combine to, you know, help us celebrate being alive as people in the cultures that we are. Mm -hmm. And it can do the exact same thing for your world building in, in a game.
1: I mean, there's, there are things that are very um, symbolic culturally mm-hmm. um, we have uh, like um, our, our Groundhog's Day which is just a symbolism of coming into spring or not mm-hmm, <laughs> you know um, I, I know that uh, Germany has its uh, uh, winter markets its Christmas markets mm-hmm. it's not really Christmas but it's it happens through a season you know through a, a couple of weeks and that that is a, a tie ty- a turn for them as well Mm-hmm. To show the time. But it's also a lot of people look very much forward to it and they they've had to protect it over time and make sure that, you know, it, it's there. Um, you know, I know in Ann Arbor, which is not far from us, we have, you know, art fair, which is a kind of a festival onto it itself. It that is brings absolutely hundreds of thousands of people into yeah. Ann Arbor to wander around and buy art and stuff. And there's art and food and all kinds of things that come into that. So. Sometimes it's a community thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a societal thing. Sometimes it's a national thing. Sometimes it's a historical thing. Um, And all of these can come into play to help your setting or your theme or your feel kind of mix a little bit and feel a little more rich. Yeah. Yeah. You know, absolutely. this is it's kind of the cream. Yeah. That it goes really, into things. It, it really it is. adds a little thickness. It adds a little more richness to it. God, You know what I was just thinking of? Actually, Um, you got you
0: you and your wife got me playing Stardew Valley. <laughs> I'm sorry not sorry <laughs> right yeah. well yeah that's a double-edged sword right yeah. there um but uh you know one of, one of the things that even makes that game really great is that they sprinkled some festivals into yeah. into the time so like you need to worry about you know when when the uh that the big harvest festival is coming in uh uh you know in the fall and stuff of like that and have your have your crops ready you know you need to know who you're gonna ask to dance at the spring flower festival yeah you know and, and it's little things to look forward to and they're they're a complete technically complete waste of a day but i'll tell you they are the most charming things in that entire game you know yeah.
1: i mean it's funny to say this but black friday is coming up on friday yeah and in for the united states uh you know for our non-us people you probably know of black friday as this mad rush to stores for these ridiculous sales and giveaways and things no, like no, that this year there won't be well you never know you seriously never know i i do not discount that whole crazed yeah, group true. of people who need their discounts mm-hmm. and people are going to do it online and we have Cyber Monday that follows it up usually yep, yep, you yep. know but it, it, it's happening days early now and days late and things but could you imagine doing that in like a fantasy world oh god could you imagine like a Black Friday in a fantasy realm? Oh my god! Yeah, I've been I've been saving the gold from
0: our last three adventures because they're having a Black Friday sale down at the blacksmith. I need that plus one armor and I need that shield of repelling.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's like guards, and I need that plus stationed. two flame brands.
0: They're having a fire sale on plus two frame, flame brands. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's <laughs> it would be funny to do it, but in the right setting, uh, it would be hilarious. It would be great. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: There's there's a setting uh, that was actually put out for uh for D and D third edition uh, called X-Crawl. Okay. Which was um the Extreme Dungeon Crawling League. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was it was all basically like a, almost like an American Gladiators WWF or WWE sort of uh, uh sort of style, but it's all dungeon crawling, professional dungeon crawlers. And you had people who were like rock star dungeon creators. Yeah. You know, who would come in like, Oh, this one's uh you know, this this character who's made this dungeon and they specialize in traps, you know. Yeah. This is gonna be an especially deadly trap one. Uh but I just, yeah, I just imagine in that world, you know, when you've got that the sort of mix of pop culture, media, and and D and D all at the same time, you'd have exactly that, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And and it's it's things like that that add feeling, uh-huh. uh that add texture, that add spice. It is not the story. It is an element that sits around it that adds that flavor. Mm-hmm. So you have your your good celebrations, your your victories, your life harvests, your 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 moments of joy. You have your bad celebrations, remembrances of war or or of tragedies or cataclysms or the fall of something that was mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the death of someone important. You know that marked something, and then the ugly, which is like where you have to sacrifice to protect your town from a certain demon or a consequence day that, like, every year, if you're, you know, if the harvest isn't reaped by this point, you know, the, the fires come in and destroy it, you know, kind right, of a thing, right. you know, or worse ever, like, more contemporary stuff, like The Purge, the day where everyone can do whatever they want, so it basically turns into a murder fest, you know, these are all, technically, celebrations and festivals, mm-hmm. so... On all those scales and all of those, you know, elicit a different feel for the world. Like, I don't have to tell you anything about my fantasy world mm-hmm. and tell you that there's a Black Friday sale on Friday at my blacksmith and you already have a feeling for what that world is like. <laughs> yes. You don't even have to think about that. Yes, and, exactly. And like, that could just be a conversation between the barkeep and a guy at the bar who just came in with like, who just ran into town sweating with a ton of like a bag full of gear and like that bag full of gear is actually a bag of bags mm-hmm. you know he's got you know extra bags and he's just like okay did I miss Black Friday no it's this Friday man you got like three days sweet 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 like your whole group is like excuse me <laughs> like what, what's going on here and, and that sets up a whole ball in motion mm-hmm. you know no different than like you come into a town and there's banners up and people dancing and wearing colorful looks you know tr- strolling around with pigs and you're like what's this oh it's the great pig festival oh i i'm unaware and, and but now oh, it's cool. a joyous occasion you know <laughs> that
0: that explains the pigs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly um so i think that the one of the one of the more important things to, to remember though about your holidays obviously is they should um fit the setting as part of your world building um and this is what, like, I said, well, like we said, one of the best ways to enhance your world building is to, is to pepper these things in. Because mm-hmm. these are these are the little things that bring your setting to life, yeah. you know? Um, so, uh, things to keep in mind, like, if your kingdom was formed when, like, two smaller kingdoms came together.
2: Sure.
0: Um, you know, as part of your world building.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, the day that that treaty was signed, mm-hmm. that's probably, like, a Unification Day celebration, you know? Yeah. Where we celebrate the East meeting the West. Yeah. Um, Davian and Steiner... Uh, oh, joining together as as in, into the federated commonwealth right you know yeah um that is probably a holiday you know mm-hmm. so you can look at your own world building and just point find those important parts where there were historical moments mm-hmm. and just drop them in the calendar as some sort of an appropriate festival
2: yeah
0: um so they practically write themselves right there yep um if, if you've gone to the through those steps of world building at least right. you know right um farming communities and stuff of like that um a lot of agrarian societies uh, mark their holidays around their around their harvests, uh, typically, uh, historically at least, and a lot of a lot of sci-fi or a lot of uh, fiction. Um, so you're probably gonna have some sort of like harvest festivals and stuff like that. Maybe like a planting festival in the spring, a harvest festival in the fall. Um, you know things like that. Um, Holidays can also be uh should be I should say specific to their location. Uh so the same holiday you have might be celebrated completely different and you can see that in a lot in our real world, you know. We don't celebrate um you know Christmas or Yule or whatever the same way over here that we do in say Europe or in Russia or in you know Asia. Um sometimes they don't even have those because um certain holidays no matter how secularized they have become in recent days uh have religious origins to them and they just never caught on in other parts of the globe you yeah know? um so keeping in mind that uh you know if you've got if you've got enough world building to have you know different nations or different mm-hmm. provinces or something like that that holiday may look different to different people
1: oh yeah you know? i mean that unification day for that one world uh, those countries may be completely shamed in another because maybe they weren't accepted. Mm-hmm. Like it, there was, should have been a third alliance there, and you know the other groups thought that they walked away from the, the table. It's when called in fact, betrayal day. Yeah, and they know. they
0: hang they hang uh, you know wickermen in effigy of that's the, right. You know.
1: You know, at the end of the day, they burned them. Right. You know, trying like, them,
0: trying them in effigy for the treason of the uh, yeah. the other two kingdoms. And everybody
1: has copies of the writ, that, uh-huh. you know, that shows all of the the things that they felt were wrong in the deal for them. The children beat
0: piñatas that are shaped like the king of the other the other mm-hmm. country.
1: Yep, exactly. And you know,
0: get candy out of them, but but really, they're they're beating him, You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. It's completely completely. Uh huh. You know, and everyone gets ten coins. Because it was the, the 10 gold that they offered oh. for, for one of the islands. Or, like, you'll, you'll have to give us this island for 10 gold. Or, like, an island? For 10 for gold? For gun gold? No. Yeah. And so everybody has 10 gold that they offer. So everything's 10 gold, you uh-huh. know? It's, it's, it's almost in jest of it, you know? Oh, how much is this bread? It's 10 gold. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> you know? it's a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? $10? Ten.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, like, you you can always throw in things like that, but I think holidays are a good way where things have very different meaning, where from one group to another. Yeah, and and you could easily do that. I mean, there's nothing to say that the group of elves who go and extinguish the lives of of murderous orcs who trample through every year is one is one religious holiday, whereas the other side is just like we literally migrate during the winter from the mountains where it's going to be frozenly cold to the planes mm-hmm. and you murder our people along the way <laughs> that's that's literally so we have to do this be, for survival and you stop that every year like, Yep. and some of us don't make it so they call it the thinning Oof. you know so, <laughs> so, so I, again I, on that cheerful genocidal yeah, note we go right to mood so yes. what bringing a a festival into your story can also change the mood of the story. Mm -hmm. It can change that whole feel and where things are going from, you know, is your holiday a happy holiday? Is it a sad holiday? Is it a holiday that flips moods based on people? Are there people who are deniers about the holiday? Mm-hmm. No, we didn't actually, you know, g- help the people of this land. We slaughtered them and enslaved them, you know, in our camps here. Like, get that guy out of here. This is just the. <laughs> He's just ranting about history. When in fact, there is a little truth to that, you know? Yeah, yeah, well, so, you, you know. know, what did happen to all the common people of this land? And why do we paint ourselves green? Where did the gobos go? Hmm. They were just so accepting of us, and now they're all missing. But the important
0: thing to note, though, is that um, it it should re- your holiday is going to dictate the mood mm-hmm. immediately of yeah. that of that that game session of that uh, may- maybe multiple sessions spent during that holiday. Um, so if you want, uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of fear and suspicion mixed mm-hmm. into your into your. You know, hope on the surface, but if you scratch underneath, you get a little bit of uh, a little bit of dirt. Go with what you know. With what Rob was just saying, you know, maybe maybe there are people talking about how the holiday is a sham, um, and providing some evidence for it. Yeah. Uh, If you want just to be you know uplifting and thankful, and you know, especially it's a great it's great for like a mood shift after having a really dire leg of your of your uh, your campaign. Um. You know, if you just. If, if your characters have come back from like a really tough battle and maybe someone got really crit- critically wounded or killed along the way, mm-hmm. something like that, you want to swing the mood right back up, throw a festival in. Yeah. They come back, everybody's cheering, there's garlands hanging from every streetlight. Yep. Um,
1: you can even have turnaround. Plots come out of a festival. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can have a Scrooge character who gets turned around and basically makes it a better time. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got uh, situations where maybe the players are directly involved in the festival and what happens. And that could turn the whole feel of the festival around. Or you use it as a turning point in your plot where literally everything's been going great. They come into this town and suddenly there's a problem. Yeah, yeah. Like, you guys made a poor decision of, like, oh, we just destroyed this camp up the hill because it was a problem up in the foothills. Coming down into farmlands, they're very happy for when they show up, bringing the water and ice that they need for the winter festival. And you're like, oh, they were friends with those orcs, and they're not going to be showing up. Oh, boy. Oh, we're the jerks. Yeah. So how do we solve this problem now? Right, right. You know, um, and, and it's a turn point.
0: Or co- consequently, you can also have uh, some really interesting juxtaposition. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to – you don't have to have your story fit the mood by correlating with
2: mm-hmm.
0: it. Um, you know, you don't have to tell, tell a happy story because there's a happy festival going on. Maybe you can juxtapose the two against each other. So, you know, it may be more difficult to help, to tell a happy enough lifting story during the dirge of fallen heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – Perhaps that can heighten the happiness that you find in it because it is such a sad and somber affair where you're remembering, you know, singing sad songs to the, to the dead who've gone before you. Maybe finding that little bit of light in something like a a holiday dedicated to death and, and, and remembrance is, you know, maybe that's, that's where you're going to find the happiness in your story.
1: Cool. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about a few of these. So we've given a couple examples, but like starting things out lighthearted. Let's just go right to it because we've had enough of this. Um, you can always have the PCs come into a festival and it doesn't have to be part of plot, but it could give you you give you give a break as a storyteller where maybe the festival is uh, just a joyous celebration for when, they, when the town fended off orcs. Mm-hmm. And so they have the kids, you know, run after uh, these, you know, uh, scarecrows that are made to look with burlap sacks on them look like orcs. Yeah. You know, or, and they have to beat them with wooden swords. And there's sweet treats that are available for sale.
0: Street food is always a thing. Oh, yeah. Street food is always a thing. Smells, flavors,
1: new drinks, you know, those types of things are just littered through the story as the players are moving through this scene. I want
0: to cash in my one uh obligatory critical role mention uh during the uh during the the podcast here, uh to say that Matthew Mercer does a wonderful job at at this. Mm-hmm. Um there was a part, uh I want to say early on in the second uh the second campaign where uh they actually just had had a big festival and like the entire episode was just them playing games in the town square and just, you know, kinda of getting to know their characters through just these Random interactions, you know, yeah. these, these were, these were kind of like those, uh, you know, one-off sort of bespoke encounters, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so having fun games for them to play, mm-hmm. having fun treats that were thematic to the, uh, yeah. uh, you know, so you, you might, you might find like it, uh, you know, something like a, a green, a green sweet tasting fruit that is uh, on a stick. Yeah, cuz it's street food, you know, yeah. it always has to be on a stick so you can right. carry it around with you and they might call it an impaled orc.
1: Yes. You know, you know, and then you've got like your uh, you know, your your more thicker meals that might come with it or even things that could be taken with you like jerky type things and stuff like that. So that the players can have them later. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to say that you, they can't wrap these things up and now they've got something to carry with them from this festival. Yeah. exactly. That could come up later in story and adds role play and flavor. And, and to to be fair, it doesn't have to
0: come up in the story. It doesn't. It it can just be details, right? you know, just be fun, little, little things.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, but you're adding role-playing elements out of this that are fun and light, and again, just sprinkled in like a good uh, spice. Yeah, that is there to add to the ambiance and give them a feeling of the world. It should. It is creating a mirror of what uh, they should be seeing and reminding them what the world is like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. Ah,
0: uh, so. Uh this the other great thing about um uh about festivals is that they offer great role playing opportunities um for cross society events. Oh yeah. Oh yeah 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 Um so oftentimes, you know, we, we talk about uh you know, like in Seventh C or in even in a lot in in uh Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that.
1: Shadowrun's got got those societal bounds as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very even, much so. even
0: all the way up into Shadowrun. I mean I think just about most every game you're gonna play, you're gonna have some sort of a societal tier cla- class system yeah. almost yeah um where you're gonna have haves and have-nots you're gonna mm-hmm. have nobles and peasants or yep. you're gonna have you know corporate bigwigs versus street rat shadow runners yep. you know um Money one way or another nothing. though you're gonna have you're gonna have your haves and your have-nots mm-hmm. and so a lot of times you end up where uh you need a scene that involves the haves interacting with the have-nots um but you've only got maybe like one bard in your group who can rub elbows with the nobles or maybe one person in your 7th C game took the noble background and everybody else are, you know, peasants who have risen up and, you know,
1: seized greatness. Yeah, I mean, they might have some accolades, but they're still just fighters.
0: Exactly. Um, you know, or, you know, your street rat uh, uh, Shadowrunners, mm-hmm. nobody knows a corporate bigwig. They don't know.
1: have any sponsors to get into these parties or events. Exactly. Or, you know, to get into to, to any of the clubs.
0: So if you can't get your group into a high society ball... What you can do is get them into a festive uh, into a festival, yeah. Because festivals are celebrated by everybody, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like you mentioned, uh, there might even be like a masquerade ball, yep. where the nobles wear masks. Mm-hmm. And essentially pretend to be commoners. And the yep. commoners can wear masks and pretend to be nobles. Yep. And that's all on the level for, for you know, just for that day. Mm-hmm. And they can all converse with each other and interact with each other without shame or station or anything like that getting in the way. Yep. And it can be a great moment for everybody. Knox <laughs> in the Box has
1: entered the chat. <laughs> it's good Hi, to Nox. see you, Knox. Um,. Another thing that I like about that is that uh, it also gives high society a chance to bend down. Mm-hmm. So you can have moments where your where your uh, antagonist, um, or even other characters who maybe stationed around them who don't couldn't normally speak to the players now can and might invite them to something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, lastly, you can use it as an entry point where, uh, like a good example is in the uh, the the uh, movie Coco. Where he literally has to go and see someone. But the only way to get into that party is to either have a ticket or win your way in. And oh. so he ends up oh. going into a contest to win him his way to get in. Uh-huh. And that opens that door to another place. And then once he's there, he's just with everybody else kind of a thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it
1: changes the scope and gives that availability. And so festivals add that flavor and that fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So,
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's a great idea of having that. Oh.
1: Another thing I was going to throw, I totally forgot about this. Festivals love to bring others. So foreigners, dignitaries, merchants, and caravans. There's nothing like that in 7C where, yeah, a merchant town is always going to have people in port. But if I've got it like the capital and there's a festival going on, some of the finest ships are going to show up. Some of the greatest captains are going to show up. They're going to dress. They're going to have their crew. Their ship is going to be sparkling. It's going to be coming, you know, as best that it can with the best sails it has on it. And it's a show. And everybody's in this pageantry, but it also brings out caravans and merchants and things that wouldn't normally be there. So you can use this as a gateway for D D to have maybe rarer things show up, mm-hmm. odd things show up, unique things show up.
0: Uh, not only just items, but uh, even just you know rumor mill from, from oh God, foreign yeah. places. You know, if if the the uh, PCs need to hear about maybe a war going on or you know something like that in a foreign land having these traveling merchants come in during a, during a holiday and
1: letting them know about it. It's a great, great time to do that. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it puts into play things that you need as a storyteller, but also gives your players access to a breadth of things. There is nothing to say that you couldn't start off a game with a festival. You couldn't open a zero session and that's where all your players get in. And that's why they're all from different places and mm-hmm. different walks of life in a very simple setting. So stepping into a plate, it's not a bad way to go because it, again, adds flavor, gives people a feel for the world, and allows them to have an edge.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, speaking of plot hooks, ba-doom-psh. Uh, so we mentioned earlier that you know not every not every uh, festival is going to be a good celebration. Correct. You know, sometimes, the ugly. sometimes you have you, uh, like he like said the the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. The bad ones are typically just like remembrances of defeats at war. Like uh, typically, like our Memorial Day mm-hmm. would go kind of go under bad celebration because we're we're remembering people who died. Mm-hmm. You know, in in wars. Sorrow. Ra- yeah, yeah. It's it's a somber celebration, but it mm-hmm. is but it is a celebration and a remembrance. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you might have that for you know reoccurrences of grand funerals like the day that the hierophant passed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know or the day that your the country was you know went into civil war right you know things like that then you've got your ugly festivals
0: and those are the ones where like they're um uh they're there to like ward off the darkness
1: yeah i mean they still on the surface may feel like a festival but the heart of it is is that everyone is f- scared mm-hmm. because they know something lurks in the forests and it's, this is what keeps it away. It's
0: almost in and of itself almost a ritual.
1: Yeah, to, very to, much so. To, to
0: ward away the darkness. And that, that ritual may take place in you know, bringing out bushels of apples mm-hmm. and, and, and beer and stuff like that and celebrating in the town square um, with the lights on as bright as you possibly can. And
1: all the loudest music and you And all muster. the loudest
0: music because if you don't
1: the darkness lurks in and snatches you away right right and that's what they teach when maybe it's really the darkness outside the walls eating the pigs you left for them and nobody wants to hear it right so if you're warding away the dark forest
0: spirits with a you know with 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 sacrificial pigs every year um that's a great plot hook because i guarantee you can't drop that in front of most adventuring groups Mm -hmm. without them going wait i'm sorry the dark forest what yeah and someone
1: drawing a sword, going, "We'll take care of it." I got a plus one log sword. Let's go handle this yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. What, what,
0: what do you What do you mean that the the dark spirits of the forest come in every year and eat your pigs? Yeah. Well, we do. We just have to put them out there because they do this. So you've got you've got a great opportunity there for for a, for a plot hook, and then you've got some great opportunity for some intrigue behind it. Um. So some obvious questions with just this just this off the top of our head scenario: mm-hmm. Why pigs? Why not cows or sheep or something I mean, maybe it's something that's very accessible for them. Maybe it's accessible or maybe it's specific. Mm, Very true. I don't know, but it's a question that needs to be asked. Um, Why every year on this night? Why do the forest spirits not come back tomorrow, and if there's no pigs tomorrow, they eat people? It's just tonight?
1: It's a celestial event. They they
0: only care about tonight? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Are the spirits really spirits? Or are they something more malevolent? Mm -hmm. Do we call them dark evil spirits but really there's like a shadow demon that's been shackled to that you know Mm -hmm. um to something out in the woods uh was there
1: like a binding or a ward put on it and this is the one time you have to do your part of it a celestial event where it weakens long enough Mm -hmm. to get
0: out right um maybe it was something less evil just being opportunistic about the superstitions of the villagers Mm -hmm. you know maybe goblins learned of this superstition and thought Hey, if we show up, there's free pigs on this, on this night, you know, same, same night every year. They put the pigs out, whatever they think we're evil spirits. We're just going to take their pigs and eat them. That's right. Or,
1: or maybe it was something originally it got taken care of, but because the festival has become something, a neighboring town comes and takes the pigs because they want to keep the festival going.
2: Yeah.
0: That was, that was one of the other things we, we, we we talked about was, Mm -hmm. um, uh there was and again i don't remember where i heard the story Mm -hmm. yep i don't remember if this is a fictitious story or if this is a factual story um i don't remember if this was a movie or a book so i apologize if this sounds very familiar to everybody i don't know who to attribute this to but it was the story of a small community Mm -hmm. where uh every year um everybody had to make a sacrifice of like their finest livestock or, you know, or, you know, just, just one, one, you know, one, one, piece you, know, of pig, you know,
1: call a pig, call a sheep, you know, get your best wool, right. You
0: know? uh, a, a, you know, your, your finest cloth or, um, you know, your, your finest, you know, beeswax candle, um, a, a bushel of your finest crop, you know, and had to sacrifice them. And mysteriously somewhere else in the village, someone would receive a bounty of a fine calf
2: mm-hmm. and
0: a bushel of fine crops and a bolt of fine cloth and yep. some beeswax candles and Yeah. Um and so it was this uh you know it mysteriously just showed up mm-hmm. um sort of thing where it but it was the community essentially ritualizing the act of giving to those in need yes. and making sure that everybody in their community was taken care of. Yeah. And it was just, it's nothing much more than a community sharing stuff amongst them, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it is ritualized and that it is a holiday and it's a specific night, you know, that they do this on, it just makes it really nice, you know?
1: Yeah. The, the, you know, and maybe the people are doing it because the Lord of that land would always come, you know, it comes and does the taxation the next day Mm -hmm. and takes the finest things. So if they say that this is a festival and the festival, you know, has, you know, the god then gives it to who is in most need, the whole community is behind it. And it becomes a thing that now, well, they can't break that tradition. Right, right. You know, because it's in honor of the gods, which you, which support you, you know? Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't want to upset them.
0: Ah, uh, yes, ritualized tax evasion. That's right.
1: <laughs> um. But there's uh, And there's always something to be said for going ahead and creating festivals that support your players. Oh, yeah. Like, you did that in our game, and yes, I freaking I love it, that at the end we came up with celebrating the defeat of this troll that had plagued this community mm-hmm. for a lot longer than we were there. And it just became a horrific situation by the time we got there. And now it's instead of you know when Maw died, it is now the day known as Crushfall.
0: Yep, eighteenth day of second seed every year. Yep. Um, and they had the, the the very first festival that night, mm-hmm. uh, when everybody was finally, mm, excuse me, able. Every everybody was finally able to get back into their own homes when there was no longer a troll literally walking around their town square. Yep. And, uh, they had lights and they had dancing mm-hmm. and, uh, sweet treats, whatever they were able to gather together of their food that wasn't spoiled, but, yes. you know, um, and the band was out playing and yep. such like that. Uh, the, 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 the bard got in with the band and was helping them out and enhancing things. And it was, it was just a really nice scene for everybody, I think. Yeah. Um, and, uh, next year in, in game next year, mm-hmm. when the 18th day of second seed rolls back around, you're, you you may find yourselves in possession of some invitations to return to the village of Solenshore as honored guests. Um, and I think that's going to be just great to have, you know, it, it, to knowing that you as the PCs generated that happiness yeah. and affected the world in such a way. You know, we, we do a lot of our adventuring for, you know, treasure and such like that. But honestly, just seeing a bunch of peasants get together and dance and sing and just celebrate honestly yeah because you did something good for them- mm-hmm. you get to just even if you don't take part in celebration you get to just look at that and go we did this guys yeah exactly this was us you know yeah
1: and uh, Knox just brought up like the idea of how does it change over time how does you know celebrations change and would there be a chance that like maybe the new followers who follow it a different way, Almost shun the follow, the previous followers, you know, because they're doing it wrong, you know, or old followers shun the new ones, you know. And I totally think that that could be a thing. I could totally see that in a community uh, where you've got a mixture of. Old and new traditions and traditionalists.
0: Yeah, I don't. Um, he uses the word punish. I don't. I don't necessarily know that it would be that it would be uh, outright punishment necessarily, unless you had like a big schism, like you did, like in the church, you know, right. where you've got like where where it, where it strays into like apostasy. Um, but uh, I would say typically in any society, you're going to have that 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 separation between the old, um conservative minded uh, orthodox almost. or orthodox you know orthodoxy of going well this is this is the way we did it back in my day sort of thing and mm-hmm. the new fangled people who say your old ways are outdated we don't yeah. need to do it like that anymore and we're you know now it's like this because it's more practical or more enjoyable
1: yeah, yeah. or i'm not going to spend six hours making stew like that that seems ridiculous first off I don't eat red meat and like why are we having it for this meal it has nothing to do with this festival whatsoever Well,
0: because we've always made this stew and we've always made red, right. made red meat and your mother stayed mm-hmm. up six hours made this stew every single year while you were growing up so you know. well I
1: found out that mom didn't actually she bought it it was Hormel and <laughs> <laughs> oh how blasphemy is that she just did that because she needed to you know and that's the kind of things that break those down even in a single generation to generation now you move multiple generations through it and you move away from the communities that are involved mm-hmm. and everything changes. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think about Thanksgiving itself, like yeah. what the vision of what Thanksgiving is outside of our, our culture and what, what foods and things have to be on the table. A mm-hmm. turkey has to be on the table. Stuffing has to be on the table. You know, cranberry has to be on the table, you know, and yet, Most of us think about it and go, yeah, I mean... I don't
0: really like turkey. It's kind of dry. Yeah. I'd prefer roast beef or
1: something like that. You know, so ham sometimes gets substituted in, you know, and then you've got like, well, how do you cook your turkey? Well, we got to cook it the traditional way in the oven. Well,
0: no, there's there's other ways to cook a turkey. I just watched a video online. Somebody battered and deep fried their turkey Mm -hmm. and then basted it in uh, Asian orange, orange orange-like orange turkey oh i i feel what you're saying and then uh served it on a gigantic platter of lo mein noodles
1: (laughs) ha that's awesome it Uh, was
0: oh god it looked delectable yeah absolutely delectable
1: and and that's the thing is is that food is a major thing for everyone because it creates a, a, a a lasting memory in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And when alterations of what. Between what you believe it is. And what it actually is changes. Suddenly now. You're you're thrown off. And that's just food. Yeah, that, That's something we all have to have. Like well you know. Unless your character has a ring of sustenance. Where you don't have to eat or drink. You know at that point. Now it becomes confusion for them. But always remember that your. Uh, your players are getting that option. Of being able to feel out the story. So if you throw twists and turns in there too early, it may throw off the meaning. Mm -hmm. So I would say in cases where you've got something like what Knox is bringing up here, where you've got factions, basically breaking up the festival and changing it, unless that's an important part of your world Mm -hmm. that they need to understand that there are these factions and things that separate them and that it's a strong point, it might be confusing to the details it
0: might be a good way though if if you do have if you do have player characters asking about the lore behind the festival Mm, it might be a great way to um show the different views in your world on it um to have Mm -hmm. someone saying oh well of course this is a festival of you know this and this and this and we eat this and we do this and whatever and then you know have some old codger behind him going like ah no back in my day it was it wasn't any of that you know it was this and this and this and you know we got up at dawn and we did this and um, nowadays you guys just want to sing and dance or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a good way to, to get them asking some questions like, oh, wait, well, hold on a second. Why, why did you do it that way back in the day? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, or even just not even have a mask just to have somebody say, like we did it back in the day because the origination of this holiday was this mm-hmm. and you guys have forgotten all that and turned it into a bunch of singing and dancing.
1: Yeah. You know, or, you know, you, you, the other thing you could do is, propose that the the you know you you do the different mornings Mm -hmm. you know the orc wakes up on you know uh on 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 blessings day and it's like you wake up the sun is shining and you feel amazing you stretch you find that fresh bowl of water and splash it on your face your bones don't creak you look at your sword shining and glimmering in the, in the dim light cutting through the window. Then you cut over to the bard who is from Soderton or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's Blessing's Day. You look over. Your lute has a broken string. It's dark. It's cold. You can hear the rain outside lingering on the edge of the mountain, waiting to come over and just ruin the day. And everyone has a different opinion of what this day means to them
0: roll me a constitution saving throw not to just go back to bed (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly
1: like and then they ask the question "Well, why do i hate it so much your town was crushed on this day it was crushed by orcs Mm -hmm. they came in by barges took all your trees and leveled it how long ago i mean it was like a thousand years ago but i mean it still happened
0: (laughs) but but you remember Cause you commemorate it every
1: year, here, and you remember the rain. It always rains yep. on Blessings Day. Why the heck do we call it Blessings Day? Oh, you don't call it Blessings Day, <laughs> but everyone else does because they all got their trees that day.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, do you want to have some questions? Sure, I think it's a good timing for it. All
0: right, cool. All right, so Knox in the box uh, tosses in his question here. Uh, in real life, simple holidays like Valentine's Day, for example, commercial. Are... Oh, sorry. What?
1: I said, Valentine's Day, commercial. (laughs) Commercializing.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, Anyways. (laughs) um, Simple holidays like Valentine's Day, for example, are celebrated uh, by many different countries in Mm -hmm. many different ways. Totally. Would having the fictitious holiday in your game be treated in a similar regionally differing fashion be more uh, distracting or confusing? Um, I mean, that brings up an interesting point. Um, that, you know, you get conflicting information about how a holiday is celebrated could be confusing. So I think you need to be careful about how that's done.
1: Um, I would say you could do something very different mm-hmm. you, where you could say, this is what the festival is like how it starts. And then your players could add the flavor. How do you celebrate this festival at that point? Now you have different regional people doing different things.
0: Yeah. You could, you could absolutely, um, if your if your group is one of those ones where you can ask for, you know, yeah. storytelling and put on that.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, and I think the game would also help frame that for you. You know, mm-hmm. I could see that being done in a more narrative game session, but I mean, if you've got players who really love role playing and inner party group, throw it at them, let, let them come up with how their nation handles Valentine's day. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um but yeah I don't I don't I don't know that you know distracting or confusing I, I think I think it adds flavor when you mm-hmm. when you differentiate that yep, yep. um but but I think again it, it, you're right to be cautious about it mm-hmm. in that you want to just make sure that you're not giving conflicting information that you're giving context for why it's different
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but once you contextualize it as like it, they don't celebrate it like that here this is a different country they have a different perspective on it mm-hmm. it clarifies that really easy. And I don't think it'd be distracting or confusing at all
1: and remember when you're that your players Uh, aren't all the same. Not all your players are going to be able to keep all of this information going in their head either. Mm -hmm. So if you see you're losing your players because you're flooding them with world information and that's just not what they need, back it off a little bit. Yeah. Just add a little sprinkle here and there. You know, if it's not going in that well for them... Don't try and flood it over the top.
0: Yeah, that's that's an important point actually because I think anytime you start getting into like world building events, mm-hmm. um, you run the risk of look at this neat thing that I made and then it just becomes you kind of lecturing your party with plot exposition. <laughs>
1: Or not even, world exposition.
0: With world exposition for a half hour and them kind of going like, okay, I get it. They they knit their own scarves. The fringe on them is different colors. It's very important to you, I'm sure. They're scarves. Can we go stab a dragon now?
1: Exactly. Yep. So keep an eye on your players and and their interest level in what you're doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, The other one was, should holidays be streamlined for the whole world and your party, or do you think there is merit in storytelling and lore by having the same holiday be treated differently? I would say that is up to you. I would say, uh, as a world builder, be prepared, but at the same time, keep it simple. Keep your world flowing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think it's, you know, in giant air quotes, more realistic to have that holiday differ by region. Mm -hmm. But honestly... I don't think it needs to be. Mm -mm. You know, I, I I think we're here to tell stories, and the if the focus of the story is not that holiday your players aren't really going to know your players are going to notice there was a holiday, Mm -hmm. but they're not going to notice that it was, you know, regionally different. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. it kind of goes into um, what I've what I've always kind of said about, like, you know, making maps of everything and writing all this all this world building and stuff like that and knowing, you know, exactly how many blacksmiths are in the town of Kvatch.
1: And, you know, nobody needs to know that canon gets done after the book. Right. Right. You know, canonic value happens after the story is told. So
0: I, I, I guess the answer is yeah, it's technically mm-hmm. better to have it region you know, re- regionally, you know, different and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it doesn't need to be. No. Keep it simple. Yep. And if if, if you just need to say, hey, there's a, there's a festival going on,
1: cool. Yep. So at the buzzer, overwatch through in a question. Uh have you <laughs> right. had a holiday or festival in game that you really hit the mark? Was it something you came up with or part of an existing lore? Uh yeah. You did crush Maul?
0: I, I did. Uh, crush fall? I did crush fall. Um So once again, what had, what had happened was a uh, a troll had uh, decided to essentially take over a town. Mm-hmm. Um, just moved in because its its lair was no longer viable, so it moved into the boathouse in the village. Yep. Uh, and uh, of course, the villagers couldn't be there anymore because mm-hmm. they couldn't fight a troll, so mm-hmm. they hired the adventuring party to get rid of it. Yep. Hijinks ensued. They ended up killing the troll, and they got their village back. And so the villagers decided that this this day that these mighty. Heroes came in and uh, rescued them from this from this awful troll. It would be forever known as Crushfall because mm-hmm. the name of the troll was Maw. and uh, it's just singing and dancing and such like that. Um, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna see how that village celebrates it next. Uh, next, next, time, yeah. next time, next time that that date rolls around, yep. um, could be totally different. I've got some ideas, okay, uh, in my pocket, and uh, you guys will be.
1: Invited back for it to see that, um, and uh... I've heard about some good festivals. Like I, I tried to do one in my game, but it was uh, unfortunately that the timing didn't work out originally, uh, which was the King, New King Festival of the Gnomes. Okay, okay. Um, I kind of gave you a your guys a flavor of it, but never got into it. And it was the whole idea that uh, the Gnomes don't really. Uh, they elect a king based upon their merits Mm -hmm. of what they do. So you have a a new king of the gnomes based upon their ability to do something for the community. Yeah. Uh, And the previous king and a a group basically uh, uh, appoints them. Um, and there's good reason for it in, in 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 their society to make sure that the society keeps going and the whole thing is wrapped around reclock, you know basically retuning the clock mm-hmm. uh, that runs everything uh but outside of the gates of the gnome city is a festival where people come because it brings all these different tinkers yeah, and crafters and and food and fun and you know basically brings a huge market space that's not just for the gnomes um and so in that sense, it was, it was a, a bright festival, uh, you know, bringing in a new season, a new king, uh, to wind the clock. Um, and, uh, I never really got to play it out as fully as I wanted to in the story, but I kind of gave you guys a flavor where it ended. Yeah, but it, you, you know? know, it was
0: it was still memorable too, and um, it was it was cool because it did affect the uh, the scene. You know, we mm-hmm. had some infiltrators that we were essentially trying to chase through that crowd, and because it was a gigantic festival, it really complicated things for mm-hmm. us, where they couldn't, you know, if it if it were any other day. We'd have yeah. known, we would have known. seen exactly where they went, but there was a huge crowd in the market square, you yeah. know?
1: And it was the outer market that was there, which doesn't normally create. It doesn't uh-huh. get made. uh So it was like a makeshift market, which is even worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, planning is, city planning is not what the gnomes do best when it's on the fly. You
0: know? <laughs> I was, I was kind of in my, in my mind, I was envisioning uh, the, the Renaissance Festival
1: on
2: a on very a really much busy so. day, you know? Very
1: much so. Yeah. Super busy. Lots of people drinking, eating, buying things, vying for position. Mm-hmm. To see the whatever's going on over there um shoulder to shoulder, no paths to speak of, you know yep. it's just between carts you know yep. as as people move um yeah, uh I think the only other one that I really liked um was a uh a venetian style masquerade city event, okay um that was uh, that somebody had written about where high society and low society all wear masks. And sometimes you have your, your high nobles who basically still want to be seen as themselves dress as they do and in have masks that are exquisite so that you, so they have their status, but now they can walk amongst the commoners. They get mm-hmm. to be seen basically and, and, and pawed over. Whereas other nobles sometimes will wear fanciful costumes, uh, that represent, um, like lust and greed and, you know, and envy and things like that, so that people can come to them and have interaction with them on a common level and others dress up. So you might have merchants that might might play the part of, of the hero fant, mm-hmm. you know, and dress as that. And now it's a fanciful outfit. And even the nobles love that it, it's something unique. And right, so they get right. to see the finest things. But at the same time, some of the commoners get to play. And you get these pairings that happen, like a Cinderella-style pairings that wouldn't normally happen, mm-hmm. and things can come of that.
0: The prince falls in love with a washing wench.
1: Exactly. Yep. Because she had a beautiful mask. Mm-hmm. And and that's just it's it's neat kind of things like that that I love about good festivals and good holidays uh, that bring the world as a whole flavor and let your characters walk through those little pieces of flavor. I mean, there's whole stories that are wrapped around just festivals. I mean, I'm not going to say this is a great storyline, but I mean, there's Halloween town, which is its own movie series. Uh huh. Come on. <laughs> it's wrapped around Halloween. That's mm. it. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That's I thought
0: it. it was, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a town called Halloween town, but spoiler alert. I, I mean, come on. And then you have all of your, what AMC? No, what is it? It's not AMC. It's, uh, the the classic girl goes to small town cuz she has to save x oh the Holly, the the hallmark movies hallmark yeah. movies yes yeah. The standard hallmark movies all follow the same tropey christmas things imagine your characters step into that world yeah like they're not her or what's going on but that's happening in the setting like they can watch it happen before them i want i want to real quick before we, before we wrap
0: up Knox sure. had a really great comment in the uh, in the live chat he says the the grinch but the D, but but as a D and D quest, giant ogre hates the holiday. Slay him to save it.
1: Oh, I love that. I I think
0: it's great. I mean, I think you could actually come up with some really realistic reasons why, like the holiday festivities, all the lights and the noise and the music and the everything, would annoy a local monstrous creature.
1: It comes into town. And it
0: comes into into town to try to stop the holiday. That's right. I think that'd be great. And his
1: and his heart grew four sizes <laughs> that day. Why we used it in a large spell, actually. <laughs>
0: he says. Knox uh, Knox also says uh, you never see fashion week in D and with a runway show. Damn shame, that is. I mean... I, I mean... I, why not? Why not? Yeah. You can see it.
1: You yeah. just need a storyteller to write it. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I mean, there, there's all kinds of reasons for flagrant ridiculousness in D&D just as much as anywhere else. Oh, yeah, else. absolutely. I you mean, can a, run look, it like a tune.
0: The merchants the merchants need to show a place to, you know, have a place to show off all their new wares and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Oh, why don't you do a, a, a new thing? You know, new styles of armor. Can you imagine an armor fashion
1: week? Oh, my God. Where all the smiths come in and, like... It's... It's the it's the festival of knights. So they're doing like jousting, oh my god. and but really, what it's about is the armorers. It has nothing to do with the oh, jousters. It's all holy cow, and they sponsor knights. It's like
0: the international auto show for for
1: for full Boom. plate. Yep. Oh my god,
0: that'd be so great. You got somebody, horse.
1: You've got horse people there. Somebody, to, please
0: put this in <laughs> your game.
1: I'm giving this all for free to you. They, you need to put this in your game. But yeah, you could you could have special horse traders there who are bringing war horses and and other things i mean it, it would be pretty badass yeah yeah absolutely all right so we do
0: need to we need to wrap up it's getting about uh it's yeah, getting it's about time, time there so uh next week topic uh, we're gonna be resuming our uh, our series on encounters i think this is the last one in the yeah, encounter series. last one of the series. um So we're going to be talking about things like uh, kind of following up on what we were talking about here with the festivals is mini games, uh, a little out of scope encounters, you know, gambling house things, uh, uh, you know, things like that. So um, you can find us on Twitter at ST underscore Conclave on Instagram at ST underscore Conclave. Listen to us live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time on MixLR.com slash Storyteller dash Conclave. And please join us up on our Discord. Uh, join the uh, join the discussion. Uh, join the live chat um, yes. and uh, toss us some questions. Uh, have us answer them right here on the air for you. Uh, you can find our link to Discord on our Twitter as well as on our website at storyteller. Uh, sorry, storyteller dash conclave. Com. Yes. Or or con- 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 Both.
1: com we'll actually get yes. you there uh, we'd like to thank our Patreon members Nox, Sam, The Arcane Asylum, Sparkle Motion and all of you other members out there who have been helping us uh, keep this going every month we thank you, we are thankful for you Our pre-show music is from Arcane Anthems. You can find that at patreon.com slash arcaneanthems. I highly recommend them. And he put up some more parody music if you're interested in it. Uh, The intro music uh, was Beyond the Warriors by Geefrog. You can find that at geefrogmusic.webley.com. We are thankful that he created that. It's a wonderful piece, and we enjoy it. Uh, And our outro music is uh, Only Our Footprints in the Sand by Midair Machine. Uh, You can find that at soundcloud.com slash machine slash Tracks.
0: Oh, we want to thank our families, as always, Vicki and Sean. We love you so much. All of our friends who've sat with us at our tables over the years to give us these great stories to tell, and you, every single one of our listeners. We love, we love you. you. Good night. Good night.